You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunza from Sunland Private Wealth. Now, Nick, Mr. Trump was talking last night, so I thought, well, I'll stay up and watch CNN and watch it via Twitter. And it was very interesting because he was he's really in attack mode at the moment. He's really quite buoyant. When he gets an audience in front of him, he starts talking. So I like watching that because the lies are incredible. Uh, but at the same time, I watched the futures market open at midnight, South African and Central European time. And I saw the S&P immediately fall by around about <coughs> 1%. And I woke up this morning fairly early and saw that the S&P had completely turned itself around and was up around about half a percent. And then an hour ago, it was down a third of a percent again. But I think the point I'm trying to make here is that things are so volatile. And I can imagine those option books and those derivative books and the retail investors just are in a state of not near panic, but certainly mild chaos. What would you say? I would concur. Morning, Lindsay. It really is. We we keep on saying this. Volatility, September, go hand in hand. Uh, Throw in the fact with markets and all time high in a an election coming up, and also throw in a global pandemic, and and you're seeing the, the, the these wild wild swings. I mean, I mean, I'll put I'll put some numbers in perspective. So last night, last night the Nasdaq dropped down for a third day. It's now officially in correction mode. A drop, a correction, of course, is uh, in in market terms is is the market drops from its last previous prior closing high. Uh, and how quick it drops down more than 10%. So right. NASDAQ, we now know, is, a, is in a, a correction after after three days. Uh, in fact, that is the quickest correction since records began on the NASDAQ. <laughs> um, and, and we had the likes of, of things like Tesla. I mean, Tesla, 21% down last night, the worst trading day since it listed 17 years ago, wiping off $82 billion. And another record, it's the quickest ever drop in the billionaires index for our South African-born Mr. Musk, who lost $18 billion in 72 hours. Shame. Um, shame, you know. So, I mean, there was some, that's some extraordinary volatility happening. But I will say this morning, uh, there was some news breaking with uh, with uh, AstraZeneca, um, who were had cancelled. They were one of the front runners to come up with a vaccine, incidentally. Right. And um, news out sort of really late last night after the market, saying that their late stage trial of their sort of COVID nineteen vaccine can that has been put on hold uh, for safety reasons. So that stock's down currently six uh, percent in London. So there's just so many moving parts at the moment, but. If we look at the screens today like we do, because this is a market show, there's more green than red. And there seems to be a little bit of stability for now. But as you said on in your intro, you know how quickly this can change. Really can. Now, the S&P futures are up two-thirds of a percent. But what has happened is that there's another company that's come out, which is also uh, developing a vaccine and testing a vaccine. I think it's called BioNTech. It says it could yeah, be ready. For, yeah, mm-hmm. it could be ready for... Uh, for distribution uh, or approval rather uh, within a month or so so I think the market likes that one so it's all over the place I mean can you believe that the markets I mean we've been through a few things in our in our market um, trading and uh, broadcasting and commenting careers but to suddenly be looking at the screen looking for a vaccine story in order to base mm. our short-term trading on it, it's, it's quite extraordinary. Anyway, let's get on to other things. Well, I'll just, I'll just, yeah, just add to that before we move on. I mean, to, to the extent of this real-time news flow, that there is, there's a lovely, I'll see if I can find this, a lovely picks doing the rounds where a lot of the trading screens where traders used to sit before we got locked up in our bedrooms 
Um, you'd have your, your Bloomberg screens or the Reuters terminals or the five screens like I use. And then you have one screen dedicated to Twitter now. Yes. Um, and markets react off these instantaneous news flows from Twitter. So even more sort of amplified with what's happening now. So, yes, you're right. This is, we're waiting, scanning my, my screens, and I've got Twitter up as well, waiting to see if there's any sort of a breaking news on a, on a vaccine result. Do you ever know those Twitter suite things? I don't know how to use it. I just use a, a smartphone, an iPhone. Mm-hmm. But you've got one of these things where all your the people that you follow, mm-hmm. and it all comes flashing up and you get alerts and that sort of thing. Are you quite sophisticated? No, no. Not, no not at all. I, I actually have... I actually have just a screen open on my desktop, which has a scrolling Twitter feed okay. um, and certain news I subscribe to. But but interestingly enough, uh, one of the add-on features of my Reuters, which we have never have got 10 years ago, is multimedia highlights. Mm. So I'll get an email in the morning um, on, on certain things in my portfolio, and uh, I'll get emails at 6 o'clock in the morning, and it'll tell me on in stuff in stocks or in assets or things that I'm looking at in my portfolio – what has got the most spike in media interest over a certain percent? So if you have like someone mentioning Anglo-American on the web more than five times the daily normal volume, it, it pops up to tell me there's someone talking about it and it's either negative or positive. I mean, that's how sophisticated so this, this data tracking is becoming. Also like. open to abuse as well. Uh, if, if, some, if someone mm. wants to hack, if, uh, if uh, someone from North Korea or Russia, and I'm not singling out those, those countries, but if someone wants to get sophisticated and say, right, I need to get short of Anglo-American PLC, mm. so let's put some stuff out, and people mm. like Nick Kunza will have a look at it, and away Absolutely. you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, exactly what I think. It, I mean, I take this, these, these news flows often with a pinch of salt, and this is from reputable news. But, I mean, Twitter, those for the day traders out there who are trading – Literally, as the English used to say, on a sixpence, you know, one second to the next, you're happy to make two pips out of it. Mm. Twitter's an invaluable tool, really. But uh, anyway, interesting times. Yes, indeed. Um, this morning at five past seven, Me- Momentum Metropolitan Holdings Limited came out with their results for the year ended. 30th of June. It's an insurance company. It's got two different types of uh, customers that it services. One, the Momentum side, the other, a Metropolitan side, down 1.5%. What did you think of that this morning in your morning meeting? Yeah, nothing. Uh, no, it's it's just uh, look. We don't hold it, but I mean, it's another it's another case of um, you know disappointing, cancelling their dividend again. It's it, it, the stock never really sort of got going over the years, um, and I just difficult one. One of those. Well, I think we spoke about it before. It, it 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 comes with quite a lot of hope. I have a lot of clients who talk the stock up constantly, mm. but then you see the results like today again, and there was nothing really. That you could take away that was overwhelmingly positive that would make one a rush out and buy the stock, and and I think the share price, as you said, tells the story. One point seven eight percent down, and we've had a complete reversal. We're down two hundred points this morning on the, on the market, and, and pretty much everything's in the green, uh, and the stock hasn't budged. I mean, it's a fifty-two week lows, thirteen rand twenty, uh, sitting at fourteen ninety-one now. So, no, I'm not excited about this one at all, and also another disappointing one, cancelling its dividend. What about Growth Point? Growth Point came out with their results. Consolidated financial statements for the year ended 30th of June. Share price down very slightly 15 minutes ago on my screen anyway. Growth Point, property company. Uh, Probably if you're going to have property, you have Growth Point, don't you? 
Yeah. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna play in the space and own property in South Africa, you stick with the big boys that have the biggest exposure to to certainly to the bigger the higher foot traffic. Quality, uh, I guess, of that foot traffic and growth point would be one of the bigger boys. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think this one is starting to look interesting. And and I noticed management who's ever looking then after the investor relations has been very active for the last few weeks. Interviews, they've been in Financial Mail with uh, on every other page. They've they've really been going out out and about to to. I cannot talk the stock up, but but tell their story, which I think you're supposed to do as a, as a listed company. And um, I think if you're gonna if you're going to want to own a property share in South Africa, I think these numbers weren't that bad. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I, if I go to the waterfront, I always think of Growth Point, and I think you mm. know, if I'm going to have a property company, yeah, this is the one. This is the one I want because they've done such a brilliant job there. And um, obviously, that's the most glamorous part of their portfolio. But yes, yeah, so good. Ch- and um, who's the CEO? Norbert Sasser, I think it is. Yeah, he's mm. also another one. Good very chat. vocal, out and about all over the place. Yeah, oh. good quality in, in this uh, sort of real time environment. You want to be in that sort of cyberspace a lot. And he is there. You certainly do. Dollar rand is sixteen eighty six. British pound against the rand is twenty one eighty three, and the euro rand is at nineteen eighty five, which is um, yeah weaker for. 19- 1980, oh, sorry, yeah, 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 you're right. 1985, yeah, there we go. Euro dollar is 117.70 now. Uh, The the dollar getting a little bit stronger, but these are are small increments. Last night in the United States of America, the Dow Jones was down 2.25%, the S&P was down 2.8%, and the NASDAQ had a bit of a smack. Uh, down 4.1%. Just give me the update on on the futures, if you would. Do you start with uh, the NASDAQ, and I'll go to the S&P. Okay, so NASDAQ futures were down quite significantly, as you said in your intro, currently up 0.8 of a percent at the moment. Mm. S&P futures up 0.82% now, so they've gone from down 1% to uh, up half a percent to down again and now up again so something's going on people are people are having a lot of fun or enduring mm. a lot of pain i don't know which one it is i think it's probably the painful side the gold price is uh, 1932 and i keep on getting the increments up or down wrong uh, so 1932 represents what it looks more or less unchanged to me in the last 24 uh, up, hours up to up two dollars. There we go. Same thing. Why does it say down twenty-two on my screen? I must get a new screen. The platinum price I've got at nine oh six and a half, up three and a half um, dollars per ounce. Where's palladium, please? Uh, palladium is on the flat line, up literally up a dollar at two two seven eight. Okay. Um, the South African government bond, despite the disastrously bad uh, GDP numbers, which were already factored in, is exactly. Well, exactly where it was when we were speaking to David last night. Nine point two seven percent is the is the yield. So nothing happening there. So nice stability. Where's oil, please, Nick? Well, this is a fun one because I've been having a few guys trading this in the last twenty four hours up till quite late last night trading. Oh yeah. Um, oil currently, yeah. So oil, so West Texas up one point six three percent now, thirty seven dollars thirty five. It was down one percent, so it's at almost a. 2.6% reverse from last hour. So as you said, something is moving under the surface. Uh, and Brent, uh, one and a quarter percent firmer at back above $40. That's quite a key level. $40.27. I've got the US Tech 100 contract, which I think is the NASDAQ, is up 1.7% yeah, now. Mm. Look at that. Oh. Oh, that's a flyer. Yeah. No, look, look, the problem is you, nothing goes up or down a straight line. And, and, <laughs> but we spoke about this last night. I find it fascinating. SoftBank shares down 7% this morning, 6% yesterday morning. So they've wiped out, they profess to have made $4 billion 
dollars of paper profits um, on their option buying in the month of August, uh, when they were sort of just filling up and forcing the banks to chase the deltas, as we, we said last night on the show. Um, and then, but what? More and more people sniffing around saying, well, SoftBank are holding this. We know, what, we know what they've got. Let's squeeze them. So their share is dropping 13% in two trading days, which has wiped out $18 billion of market cap. So their $4 billion of paper profits that they made has now just been obliterated by their market cap. Markets are extremely brutal sometimes. They're merciless. <laughs> <laughs> on the up- upside today on the JSC, 15 minutes ago, uh, RCL Foods was up uh, 9.5%. Uh, transaction capital up 6%. ShopRite, following its spectacularly good results, according to you yesterday, up 5%. Trueworths up 3.7%. Their results came out last week. PSG Consult on the downside is 17.7%. Anything there? Or is that a finger fault? What's happened? Yeah, finger fault. It's now down 35 There we go. Someone's going to get a, a jolly good um, a telling off. <laughs> MC Group, multi-choice, uh, down 3.8%. I remember, actually, when I had my fictitious portfolio, my trading portfolio mm. with IG, you you recommended MC Group when it was about mm. 116, I think it was. So thank no, goodness no, that was it, just it a was fictitious a, it, trade. It was 102. It was 102. Oh, was it? Okay. Yes, but it's been a great disappointment because I, I was waxing lyrical about this yes, you joint were. venture with <laughs> with, uh, with uh, net, uh, Netflix and all the rest, but mm. obviously hasn't come caught caught up in this uh, this tech sell-off. I'm afraid. Neppy Rockcastle down three point one percent, and Momentum Metropolitan two point two percent weaker. Anything outside of those that you're seeing that are catching your eye today on the yeah, trading desk? City, yeah, City Lodge once again. I mean, this thing is doing the virtual uh, rumor mills for last week, and it's been. I wish I could see a, a bar chart of how many times City Lodge has been mentioned on my phone and on on the sort of a, the WhatsApp groups. Uh, up, uh, I think, 20% yesterday, up another 10% today. Um, certainly getting the interest of some people. I've got so many emails in my inbox about how people are asking, you know, do they own their hotels, do they own their property? Apparently they own all their land, all their bricks and mortar, they own all their assets, they own everything. And guys are crunching the numbers and saying, you know, to rebuild these hotels just doesn't add up to a share price that was sitting at two and twenty, but it's up at three sixteen now. So it's up almost forty odd percent in the last week. So and with and with a lot of cash in the bank after rights issue. So once again, keep an eye on the city lot. We mentioned it last night. I think it's certainly one for a recovery share. And and so how much I mean, if, let's say they've got a hundred hotels and it's, this is just mm. a random figure. How many of those hotels do they actually own? The bricks and mortar. Every single one. Every single one. Every single one in the property and the hotel. Huh. Mm. That's very interesting. Okay. Very interesting, yeah. Look, I mean, they've got, I mean, they've just diluted their share a lot. Let's be, I mean, let's not, uh, let's not be too kind. Uh, massive rights issue that was underwritten. So shareholders did get diluted, but they are sitting with cash in the bank now. Um, and uh, a PE of roundabout literally four and a half. And if they decide to pay a dividend with some of that, that money from the rights issue, you're currently getting a yield of almost 10%, just to put things in perspective. So, look, and, and heads up, I don't own any, but I'm just saying it's, it's certainly been one I've keeping on because I'm getting inundated with calls uh, regarding it. Nick, can you give us the JSC indices slightly late today, but at 10 past 10, after one yeah. hour and 10 minutes of trading, what are we doing? 
Okay, well, we're doing a lot better than we started. We're down 200 points on the all share when we opened, and we're now up 419 points. A nice little turnaround, 0.77%. 600 point turnaround, 54,858. Uh, and that JSG top 40 that we clawed above 50,000 yesterday, now comfortably above it, 50,602. Uh, that's up 0.84%. And if we look down and drill down at different numbers, financials, uh, 0.79% firmer. Banks having a good day with a stronger end. Uh, we've got uh, energy shares, 0.27% firmer as oils turn around as well. Uh, basic materials, 0.52% firmer. And on the downside, we have consumer cyclicals, a little bit of a lag, a 0.1%. But overall, uh, feeling like a quite a good uh, positive market breath, as they say, to this Wednesday. Very good indeed. Nick Kunza, thank you very much for your time. Nick Kunza is from Sandland Private Wealth. He's taking a break this evening, uh, but will be back with me on Thursday night with David Shapiro for the five o'clock shadow. That was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.